success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And do we have an invincible one to introduce you to today? Dr. Barbara Portsline helps business owners close the gap between where their business is and their vision for it. With over 25 years of experience, Barbara is an established leader in program and process evaluation and organizational development. Her clientele is diverse ranging from government, nonprofit, education, healthcare, and community organizations to the corporate sector. Barbara is the past president of the New Mexico Evaluators and the New Mexico Association for Talent Development, a current mentor for the Stanford University Latino Entrepreneur Scaling Program, a 2022 Diverse Business Leader honoree, and one of a handful of certified return on investment professionals. Oh my gosh, my friend, Dr. <laughs> Barbara Porcelain, welcome to the She's Invincible show. It is so great to have you here. Oh my gosh, this took forever for us to get this together. And I am thrilled to share you with our listeners. Me too. I'm super excited to be here. And it's so embarrassing as you're reading all this. I'm like turning red and red and redder and redder. So thank God you're done with that part. <laughs> I love that part because, you know, it's like my guests, they they provide the bio. And then when I share it, they're like, is that me? Did I, who's she talking about? Who's yeah. there somebody else coming to this party? I love it. Yes, it's you. You're a flipping rock star. You did all those things and you are amazing. And I feel so lucky to call you my friend. So Aww. let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Oh, gosh. All right. Well, how did I get where I am today? I, whoa, this is a hard one. I went, let's see, I grew up in Long Island, New York, and you will not hear the accent unless I talk too much to you. I have lost it now. Thank goodness. And um, Long Island, New York, I went into the field of psychology. I thought I wanted to help people. And then in my 20s, I realized that I had a lot of stuff I had to work through myself. So I said, screw this. I don't want to help people with their problems anymore. I just want to be a travel agent. I want to help people book travel. I want to go to cool places. I want to do detailed stuff. And I decided at that time to get out of New York. I had a master's degree in psychology. I was working in the Bronx. I was taking the subway every day. I was doing, I was hired to do research. And they said, oh, we want you to start counseling men that beat up their wives. And I was like, screw 
through that. There's no way I'm going to do that. So I went to travel agency school, 27 years old. I sent out resumes to places in Hawaii, the Bahamas and New Mexico. I had three interviews in New Mexico, came to New Mexico with two suitcases, $3,000 because I didn't have enough money to get back and um, never became a travel agent. So that was that was how I got here. I feel like there is some divine calling of how I moved from New York to New Mexico. I had no idea, but I just knew I needed a change. Got to Mexico. Couldn't find a job, went through traumas and dramas, went back to school, decided, didn't want to help people with their problems, but I wanted to help crazy organizations. Then I realized, oh, crap, they're made up of the same people. So organizations are just as sick as individuals. And somehow I thought I got away from it, but it didn't quite work. Anyhow, started working with organizations, did a lot of work in organizational development, training, facilitation, program evaluation, process evaluation. And then in, let's see, gosh, I'm old, 1997, whenever that was a long time ago, started my own business. I started my own business um, by trial and error. I had no idea how to do anything. I made a mess of things. And now at the age of 50 something I finally think I figured it out. So oh. that's that's the that's the short journey. That's the short version of it. I love it. Oh my gosh. And today, right? Today, what are you doing with your business? So How are you helping people? I'm so blessed today. Today I have a large organizational development company with about 30 people working with me, different projects from local bars and restaurants to the Department of Health to nonprofits. People are bringing in work. My company is um my company's exactly where I want it to be and my passion work is helping small business owners break through whatever their blocks are so they can grow their business and live the life that they want. I love that. And what makes you invincible? <laughs> uh, what makes me invincible is that I live my life with no regrets. So I have made every mistake that is like that is known to mankind. I lost my house. I claimed bankruptcy. I had a crap relationship. I've been through trauma and drama. And right now where I am at this moment, I live my life with no regrets. Like I believe that every situation that I had and still have brings me closer to who I need to be as a human and it's very, very important to me. So a lot of people don't know my story. You know, there are some people that you look on social media and you're like, oh, there they go again. There's their like, you know, their relationship stuff and their work stuff. And, and a lot of people don't know my story. And I feel invincible because I can connect with so many different people that have had all different kinds of traumas and dramas. And I share what they need to hear so they can move on. And like I said, like, it sounds kind of hokey, but it really is about living your dream life. So, oh, and we are so in alignment with that. I'm all about living the life you dream of. And so I love that. And I'm so excited to have the conversation we are about to drop right now, <laughs> right now. We are going to talk today about rewriting your story and all the parts of that. 
You know, I think too many times we were born that we have the world or our parents' expectations on us. And we just start fulfilling everyone else's expectations of us until one day we realize like, wait a minute, this isn't really what I want to do. And so I want to talk about this. I want to break it down. I want to talk about all the things that are parts of this. So let's dive in. Let's talk about rewriting your story. And the first thing I want to ask you is, how do you know when it's time or necessary to rewrite that story that you're living and that you're telling yourself? Wow, that's a great question. How do you know when it's time? I think you know when it's time, the first, second, something happens and you are questioning yourself and you're going into this, call it like monkey mind, where you're like, I don't know what I should do. And I don't know if this is the right thing. And I really want to do this. And and your mind is just going in circles and circles. That's usually the first sign that something is off and that you are not aligned to your sole purpose, why you're here, what you're supposed to do. But the problem is, and the problem is we ignore that. So we ignore it. We ignore it. We, you know, we try to meditate, we go and um, self-medicate. We do a whole bunch of different things to get that like mind that just doesn't stop to, to just shut up for 10 minutes so we can have fun and, you know, be in our light and our energy. And I believe when that's happening more than those moments of joy, there is something that is misaligned and you need to make a shift. And a lot of times we wait. So I, I always say that, um, you know, if you ignore the signs, ignore the signs, ignore the signs, spirit is going to hit you over the head with that two by four and just be like, you know, no girl, you ain't going to ignore it again. We're going to make your life just absolutely be hell until, until you make a change and start rewriting that story. Mm, That's good things to know, right? Good things to look for because we walk around thinking what's wrong with us. I'm so confused. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed when really we're just trying to live a life that isn't really meant for us. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So how, how about this? So when you rewrite your story, right? How does that change the direction? How, how does that, you know, what is the first part of that? Like to me, rewriting your story is like, when I hear that, I think, okay, I need to sit down with a pen and paper and like write a story. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that. How do you rewrite your story? So what I do with my clients when they first come in is I have them write out and I call it your story. Like I work with a lot of business clients. You people usually come to me for business. And then as soon as they get in, they're like, Oh, we didn't know we were going to go here. I'm like, yes, we're going here because you can't go here if you're still here. So what happens is I ask people, and it's a great activity to take part in is writing out your organizational story. And what that means is in six months from now, writing out as if it was happening now, what does your business look like? What do you, you know, what is your dream story? Really? Um, What are you doing with your day? How much money are you making? Who are you celebrating with? Where are you celebrating? What does your day look like? You know, do you wake up, walk the dog, have some tea, go on a few calls, take a nap? Like, what does it really look like when it's working well? And writing that out again, as if it was happening now, And just letting yourself dream 
And then, and that's the fun part, right? So I tell him, get like a nice journal, you just sit outside in this beautiful place. And then I say, okay, now that you've done that, it's time to write your, I'm not going to curse, but it's time to write your bad story, your, your opposite of that. So I want to know, why are you not there right now? What are those blocks? What are those messages you're telling yourself? Who do you want to blame? You know, a lot of times we're told like, oh, it's only me. Who do you want to yell at? Like, just do some automatic writing on a junky piece of paper, like that old school, like college rule, you know, paper that they use in like high school, you know, get that composition book, get a bottle of wine, get some, I always say um, incense. And then I realize I'm dating myself. So get like essential oils, you know, or a blend, <laughs> whatever you want to call them now. And just write out everything, cry through it. Because we hold on to so much of that. You know, when we're born, we have two fears, the fear of being alone and the fear of falling and every other fear, anxiety. Those are all things that we're learned that we've learned. And even if no one is saying to you, you're not good enough or you're a crappy writer or you're dumb or you're always late or whatever those messages are. Even if no one's saying them to you, you still have them there and they come in when you get, I don't like the word triggered, but when you get triggered, lack of a better word. And so this is a time for you to write it all out. And then I ask my clients, once they've done that, to ceremoniously get rid of it. So that could be burn it. That could be call someone and tell them everything that you need to tell them that you never said, whatever that is, even if other people don't give you what you want. You're still not heard. Whatever it is, it's for you just getting that out so you can release it. And that's the first step in rewriting your story. So knowing what you really want, being crystal clear on that, what it looks like, why you're not there, what's blocking you, get rid of that in a ceremonial way. And then um, you can move to the next step. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. So I've done like the five year exercise where we write the letter for five years, but I love six months because mm -hmm. that's like so much faster and I'm impatient. So I love that. I think I might do that this afternoon. Maybe I'll go to awesome. the awesome. Sit on a bench at the I'll beach and write it. Wine. I'll send oh. you a bottle of wine for the other part. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah, for the other part. Yes. Yes. Maybe I'll call you and redo the other part just to let you know so I can end it. What did they call that? Burning your ships, right? Oh my yep. gosh. There's no going yep. back. Yep. Oh, I love it. All right. Now, okay, that all sounds great, right? And it almost sounds simple, right? You just have to do it but we know it's not simple because there's that us that's still with us, right? Everywhere you go, there you are. So can we speak about, you know, once we get it figured out and we know what we want and it's on paper, well, then we get in our head, right? And you said that about business, like you got to get in your head until, you know, before you can get that business up to that level. And so let's talk about that. We have uh, imposter syndrome. We have, we, we're always like, you know, that's, Part of why we haven't lived the life we wanted to live is because we don't believe we can. We don't think we're good enough. Um, overthinking. And then what about like how we analyze, right? And we just paralyze ourselves. So let's touch a little bit on some of those things. I know that was a lot. That's it is a lot. And that's what's in folks' heads all the time. So 
like I said, you know, you can have the best coach, you can have the best plan, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars getting this all mapped out. So you know what your plan is, how many leads you need, how many whatever is you need to grow your business and all this stuff. And then when your stuff sets in, it all goes out the window because of that second guessing, because of that analysis paralysis, because of all of the um, pieces of paper. Like I, I have this analogy of fortune cookie paper, like all the little fortune cookies and like words written on them. And when people come to my office, like I literally feel like their head is filled with these little pieces of paper. And it's like, you've got to slowly clear some of those papers out so you can have a clear path to your vision. And yes, that's not, it's, it, it comes back. So what I've learned, uh, there are certain things, there are certain words and phrases that I live by. So one is no regrets, right? Like I really, sometimes people just need permission to let something go. And it could be as simple as that. It could be that you are perseverating and perseverating and thinking about something and thinking about something. And you just need someone to say like, that's okay. Just because that happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And to give you an example of this, and uh, I'm not going to go too deep on it because I, I know we probably touch on it later, but I had a very, um, very profound story about money and about um, responsibility and all of these things. You know, I grew up in Long Island in a very well-to-do area and I, I had enough. I didn't have everything that other people had. My parents probably could get that, but that wasn't important to them. And so I grew up thinking things were were a symbol of who I was as a human. Like my definition of success was how much money you had. If you could get like nice Louis Vuitton purse and you get the BMW and you get was that like that's how I grew up. And so I never had that. And then when I went out on my own, I was like, oh yeah, like I can now buy all this stuff that I really want. And it's like, um, I, I was a little mis- I I laugh at myself now because I feel like I was a little misguided. And I also I live my life, no regrets. So I bought like a pool table instead of paying bills. I, I mean, I did some great things now that, you know, many people would say that's pretty irresponsible. And I made a mess of stuff. I just did everything, everything I wanted. And I, you know, my company's called Organizational Rebel. Like I had this little rebel inside of me that's like, I want this. I'm going to get it. I don't really care. I'm just going to do it because it's like pretty. It's like, oh, God. And I look at myself now. I'm like, oh, God. However, I I made a mess of things, which I said before, you know, I, um, I, I look great on the outside. So you talk about imposter syndrome. I had a lot of clients. I had a lot of work. I was really good at work. I'm pretty good at figuring things out. And at the same time, I made a mess of things on the back end and it has impacted, you know, fast forward 20, 30 years. It has impacted my ability as a business owner to really grow, to trust in my decisions, to uh, make decisions for a long time. Now I'm like key decision maker. I'm like, I'm going to do that. Do it. However, it took a lot of work. 
So yes, I rewrote my story. I wrote that I wanted to be in Hawaii. I didn't know what Hawaii looked like. I wanted to work with women. I didn't know what that looked like. I wrote all that stuff out. I realized that I was still holding on to so many of these stories about I'm irresponsible with money. I can't be trusted. I will never get past a certain set point because I just don't deserve it because I'm not really a good person. I'm spending my money on stupid things instead of like helping others and, you know, making a difference, all of this stuff. So all of those things, all those little pieces of fortune cookie paper in my head, when someone says, you know, oh, now you have a plan and now you got to grow your business and you have to go on do lives all the time. And you have to, you know, the only way to grow your business is if you have the severe haircut and the nice suit and you weigh 10 pounds and, you know, and all of this stuff is in my head. So I had to one, forgive myself and say that every decision I made, I did the best I could with what I had at the moment. And that is something I live by. And that is something I share with my clients all the time, because we all have, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I'm so stupid. And And it's like, you did the best you could as a parent, as a business owner, as a friend. And once you can clear that from your energy field, and I'm, I'm very, um, I like to say I'm very woo now. I wasn't this way for a very long time. So as long as you can clear that from your energy field and bring your energy back to you and pull it back from all those places you've left it, like all those awkward conversations and jobs and things that you screwed up, you like literally pull that energy back to yourself because you need it to grow your business. And so that is something. And I said, you know, sometimes I go a little bit on tangent, off tangent, but and bringing it back is there are things I live by no regrets. I do the best I can with what I have at the moment. So I make the best decisions I can at this moment. I forgive myself for anything that I've done that maybe it has some shame attached to it. And I look at everything like a learning experience. I love that. That's amazing. So if someone is stuck right now, like say they're, they're trying to make a quantum leap and they're stuck and they're in their head and now they're frozen, right? What is the, what would you say is the first thing that they could do? Maybe give them like two steps of immediately that they could do to like shake that off. So if they are able to quiet their mind for mm, five minutes, I, and some people are not, I could not for a long time. I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do, you know, I was just like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I, if you can't meditate or any of those things, I would start with a guided meditation, like a guided meditation on success, guided meditation on belief system, something like that. Because for some of us that just can't focus and need something to hang on to, I would do that. If they're able to, to do their own meditation what I do, which really helps with my clients is I literally start at the crown and I just say, you know, clear out all of the stuff from your crown to your throat and like, just start clearing that out. Like all of the worry, all of the stress. One of my other sayings is that, you know, worry doesn't change the outcome. So you can sit and worry all damn day if you want, but it's not going to change the outcome. So stop. So really like telling yourself that and just clearing out what's in your head. Like I'm so woo now that it's hard for me to explain it in, um, in, like I, I, I'm like, like muggle terms. So if you can't see that, 
I would say like, just let whatever drops in, drop in and then push it all the way down through your body. And I don't know how to explain it in a, in a more muggle way right now, but it really is about just understanding that being in your head is not going to change anything. So there's no, there's no good use of sitting in that energy. I love it. And now speaking of energy, what are your best advice and practices for keeping your energy up, like getting it there and keeping it there? First is waking up every day and just acknowledging what you're grateful for, which I know people do this all the time. It really does help. And just tell yourself like today's going to be a kick-ass day. Like this is going to be one of the best days I've ever had and really embodying that. So I know it is, again, it sounds hokey. It may sound hokey if you're just listening to it and you don't know what that feels like, but those days where you're feeling really good, where you have like that cute skirt on and you got your new earrings and maybe your hair's not super gray like mine or whatever it is. And you're just like, I'm going to like go and rock out and I feel good. And you're smiling and people are smiling back at you and it's not creepy and weird. Getting yourself to that place, because, you know, when you're dragging your butt and you're like waking up and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to work and I don't want to do, you know, you're just it's like you're going to get more of that. So really making a conscious decision that today's going to be a great day. Of course, there are all these things like, you know, eat well, drink a lot of water, change your scenery. So if something is just not working for you, like go home, call in sick, go home, take a nap, go outside in nature, reducing alcohol, caffeine, all of those things that uh, that numb you in some way visualizing yourself being successful. I mean, there's tons of these things. The problem is we don't practice them. That's that's the problem. We just sit in our you know, stuff and just wait for something to shift. And that doesn't always lead to success. I agree with that. And here's the other thing I think is that people don't believe they work because it's too simple, right? They think they have to go to therapy or they have to get medicated or they have to like, these are simple things. So I would challenge our listeners. If you don't believe in this, then try it and prove her wrong. Because in the proof, trying to prove her wrong, you're going to see that they actually do work. And it is the little things. And it doesn't have to be a week's vacation or a whole day off. It could be 15 minutes with your feet in the grass, right? Uh, Yeah, but I think too many people just are like, oh, that's hokey. Uh, How could it be that easy when I feel this bad, right? Like people just don't believe in that. And I've done it myself, so I know it works. Uh, But I love that you're calling this out here and what there's so many ways, as you said. And so I think we have to try them and see what works for us. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Anything else you want to share with our listeners about this rewriting your story or any of these other things that we talked about today? It's never too late to do that. And I know that. It's hard when folks have gone a specific path their whole life. You know, you go to school, you go to work, you get a job, you wait till you retire and then you get the gold watch and then you die. Like that's not, that's not a life, right? So if you're feeling like you are meant for something else, then go with that. I I think so often we ignore those signs in our intuition. So this is something that's really helped me as I've 
changed who I am really over the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I mean, people that hear me now and talk to me, they're like, is that you? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's me. Like I'm playing with crystals. I'm hanging out. I'm working less. I'm making more. I'm happy. And, and, um, I think what happens is we ignore the signs. It's kind of like, uh, those old school radios, you know, it's like all static, but if you just turn it just a little bit, you can hear that music super clear. And that's the same with trusting yourself and trusting your intuition. You know, often the first thing that drops in is your intuition, but then our ego sets in and our ego's like, Oh no. And then we, we go into this analysis paralysis, right? So like someone might say like, Hey, Cammy, do you want to help me move this weekend? And you're like, your first thought is like, ugh, like that's the last thing I want to do in a weekend. But instead you take a step back and you're like, oh, let me check. Let me check with my husband. And I'm not sure if I can do that. Um, Let me see. And then you go through this whole like, oh, I really don't want to help this person move. Like that does, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm over 22. I can't move things anymore. Whatever that is, it all drops in. And instead of just saying no, which is a full sentence, like, no, actually I don't. (laughs) you know, it's so hard for someone to say that. So they're like, go into all of this stuff. And then they go home and they're like, are they going to like me? Are they going to think I'm mean? Like I always try to help people whenever I can. And it's like, stop. Your first inclination was no, it had no emotion to it. It was just, no, that's your intuition. And when we were little, we listened to our intuition, you know, we're like, oh, I don't like that man. Or I hate uncle whoever, or, and now we don't, listen to that anymore. And that our intuition is like literally our best friend to guide us. So that's the piece of it. I think that's really important. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) you just changed my life with that mic drop. No is a full (laughs) sentence. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Like literally when you said that, like I just lost 20 pounds off my shoulders. I was like, oh my gosh, because that scenario that you just painted, that is exactly what I do. It's exactly what I go through. And when you said no is a full sentence, I'm like, okay, girl, game on. Thank you. Thank you. I hope, I hope everyone heard that just in case you missed it. She said. You want me to say it again? Yeah. I said no. No. No is a full sentence. No. I love it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this has been amazing. What a great conversation. Let's tell our listeners about your retreats. I know you kind of touched on them a little bit, but let's tell them, like, where are they? When's the next one? Why should they go? Who's it for? What are they going to leave with? Too many questions. I know. (laughs) She can't tell them everything. My passion work, what I wrote out is my organizational story many years ago when I first did that activity is it has been to be in a beautiful place like Hawaii, like New Mexico, place that you can be away from all of the input, all of the people in your life, all the input, all of the noise and just focus on tapping into your intuition, tapping into your inner wisdom and making decisions that are in your highest and best for you personally and for your business. And like I said before, a lot of people come to me because they want to scale their business. I mean, that's what I do. I help people scale their business so they can have more time freedom. That's my elevator speech. And what happens is it's not that simple. 
It's not do the webinar with the person with the severe haircut and the four step process. And then you're going to be like super rich and the money's going to be coming in. It's not that simple. It really is about connecting to you and your inner wisdom and being in alignment in thoughts, actions, and behaviors, which a lot of us are not. So those business breakthrough, they are retreats because that's a word everyone knows, but we really think of them more as experiences. So we meet with people, we find out what, what do they really want for their life? You know, I, I always think it's an easy question. I'm like, what's your life purpose? People like, what the hell is she asking me? And so I, I really finding out like, what is your life purpose? Why are you here? What do you want to do? And then we design the experience for that to help someone clear the noise, clear the messages in their head. Some people go because they want to like do a business plan and get a marketing strategy and do 30 days of social media. And, and other people go because they want to write a book and they have to tell their story. Other people just say like, I just want to sit in a hammock and that's okay. It's still a business expense, right? So it's like, they just want to sit in a hammock for a week. And so what is so fun is the right people always show up and they're is usually, I haven't had one experience. We've been doing this for many years. haven't had one experience where it hasn't been this way, but there are usually some common themes of the group. Maybe it's trusting themselves. Maybe it's um, abundance and money. Maybe it's next steps. Maybe it's making life decisions. And it always, um, we structure things in a way that always get those results. So it's the least tactical like, I don't have a sales page that's saying like, as a result of this retreat, you will. It's really people know they need a change and they trust that we can get them there. I love that. And when is the next one scheduled for? Well, we're doing one next summer in Taos, New Mexico. First one in Taos, which I'm really excited about. And then a year from the fall, we'll be doing the next one in Hawaii. And right now we're just, uh, we're filling both of those up because some people have wanted to go for a really long time and just, it's, it's the right time for them. So if it's the right time for someone, we work with them, we do payments, we, you know, take their firstborn children, whatever we need to do to make it work. I love so, it. Is there an age limit on that firstborn? <laughs> well, I definitely don't do well with young kids. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, this has been so great. So let's tell our listeners where they can find you. They can find me at team at organizationalrebel.com. Love it. And for the listeners, everything will be in the show notes. All the links will be provided for you and information. Uh, to find out more about the retreats, to find Barbara and to learn more about the work she's doing in the world. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this 
amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. This has been amazing. And you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs. We're going to share amazing value, which you have done so well today. Thank you so much, my friend. But we're not done because we promised them that while we're spotlighting these fierce entrepreneurs, that we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to share the good, the bad, and the ugly of the journey that they had to take to live in the success they have today. So in just a second, we are going to start with some stories. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> but before we do, I want to tell a quick story. Uh, we love to give shout outs to all of our listeners. And this one is from Christy. And she says, good, bad, ugly, but great. I listen to so many podcasts and this one is different. I love the way Cammie insists on talking about the failures, mistakes, and heartache that often mean, I mean, really always litter the road to success. I was a fan. Oh, oops. I was a fan when I listened to this show and became an even bigger fan after having the honor of being interviewed myself. Very inspirational and love the focus on women. So be sure to check out Christy's episode. She's also a doctor. She is a therapist. Yes, she's a psychologist and she's on episode 174. So be sure you guys to check that out as well. And back to you, Dr. Barbara. I'm so excited to hear your stories today uh, for the first time. So we're going to start with a story about the good. So could you share with us just one story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. 
So I think the greatest part of my journey so far is being able to reframe my definition of success. As I said before, you know, I grew up thinking that you were successful if you had a lot of money. Like that was how I defined success. And it was it was it was a struggle for me for a long time not having the financial success that I that I wanted. I thought like I wasn't quite right. And what's been really interesting for me is I would say the past year or so, as you mentioned in my bio, which was like very interesting to sit through. I'm a mentor for the Stanford University Latino Entrepreneur Scaling Program. And I work with Latino business owners that are making at least 1 million and have secured 500K plus more of capital funding and help them scale their business. Well. I had imposter syndrome, just like everyone else does, because the people that I'm working with are more successful financially than I am. I mean, I'm I've met I this is my fourth cohort in the program. And some of the people that I'm working with are making way more money than I am making. And when I had started this, my stuff set in and I'm like, oh my God, like how am I supposed to help all these people? They're like so much more successful than I am. And what was such a great experience was the first time I met with my first mentee. And I realized after two minutes, he was working too hard. He had a lot of stories from the past. He had a lot of family and ancestral trauma that was continuing for him and for his current family. And all of these things were going on. And I realized that I could help this person. And it wasn't about how much money they made. It was about, you know, for me, my vision of success now is having enough money to make decisions based on the highest and best for the people that you care about being able to help other people and give back where you want to. And if you want to get a Lamborghini convertible, like go for it. Like I, I'm not going to judge, you know, you get whatever you want. That to me is success, but it's also being able to have that time where you could take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon if you want to, or you could say, you know what, I'm not going to go in and I don't care. So that to me is good. Like it finally feels like I understand what it means to feel good and be successful as an entrepreneur. I love that. And that, you know, that really shouts out the idea of success has different meanings yeah. to different people, right? And so while one person, you know, is measuring success with money, another is measuring success with freedom, right? Yep. With, yep. with lifestyle, with flexibility, with family time, with balance, with, you know, all the things. And I think that that's so important. And I love how you called that out. All right. That was fun. And I'm so happy for you that you were able to do that for yourself. So now we have to talk about the bad. So we'll save the ugly for last, but tell yes. us a story about the bad part of the journey. It's hard for me to go like bad versus ugly. Like they're all, you know, <laughs> um, I think the bad part of the journey is there is, I always have to constantly check myself check my beliefs, check my energy. And I realize that I can be like, this is my MO is 
energy. I feel good. I'm sparkling, you know, whatever that is. And I can easily go back to fear, panic, not being good enough, saying the wrong things, all of that. So I constantly have to work on my own energy and knowing my boundaries around people, around work, around what, um, what I can and can't do in one day and one week. And you know, sometimes I feel like I'm superwoman, like I could do it all. And then other days, no. And really honoring that and remembering that if I get pushed past a certain point, it's, it's all, it's all over. I can't, you know, I can't keep going. And so that happens. It's like your mind takes over and sometimes the old stuff comes back in. No one's perfect. It's just, it's a process. Yeah. And unfortunately that's like an autopilot, right? Like that, that never goes away. And sometimes it does show up and we do end up there again, thinking, how did we get here again? I thought I was over this, right? Like I've, I've said that myself, like, I thought I was past this. Why am I standing here in this place feeling this way? And I, I agree. It is, it is a constant, constant thing we have to work on. And as soon as we don't, that's when it takes us under, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's like a maintenance program. Eek. All right. (laughs) Daily vitamins over here, right? All right. So, you know, ugly is like the worst. That's, you know, the difference between bad and ugly is, you know, the bad is inconvenient, right? And a little scary and uncomfortable, but ugly is like gut-wrenching. It's the thing that could take us out, like literally could take us out. So tell us a story about the ugly part of your journey. So luckily, the ugly part of my journey, I actually have a post just about to go out soon, has happened the past two weeks. So I, as I said, more than once, I've been through it all. I've had, you know, financial stuff. I had tax issues. I had, you know, bankruptcy, all this stuff. And the ugly is... I'm doing better financially than I ever have. I'm doing better emotionally than I ever have. My business is growing. People are bringing work in my company. I'm working less. I'm making more. I'm making a difference. I'm doing a ton of work for free with people that need my help. And I'm feeling spectacular on top of the world. Paid my taxes, my state, my uh, federal taxes. Didn't owe anything because I've been doing estimated. Like I caught all that up. So... We're we the time that this is being filmed. Taxes were just due like two days ago or whatever, and a week. Oh, I guess it's ten days ago. Ten days ago, a Friday, right when I was about to have happy hour, I got a notice that I owed money from like 2008 and 2012 for a different company, not even my current company. I totally, I mean, I knew, right? Like I knew on some level I've seen this before and that they were going to seize my assets if I didn't come in this past Monday with $40,000 in cash or in a check. Okay. That's ugly for me. That is ugly on so many levels because One, everything's going great. I felt like I was on top of the world. Two, I don't have 40K in cash. As a business owner, um, 
you know, to be perfectly transparent, I take in a small part of what comes into my company. Some people think like you're a business owner and you like get to spend it and you sit with like piles of money and you're like playing all day and you know you can get that Louis Vuitton and the BMW and like not worry. The reality is people are working for me and I'll, I take like 10 or 15, I take like 15 or 20% of what comes into my company. The rest is other people's money. So when you get a notice that your assets are going to be frozen for something that you just like put up and didn't even think existed anymore, different company, different lifetime, pre-COVID, you know, yeah, they sent me a notice. Probably it was like in 2018 was the last one, you know, and so I, I, um, I was panicked. I was flat. Like I have in this post, like literally like flatlined me. Like I was so anxious, so nervous, taking out all my crystals, talking to spirit, talking, you know, calling my tax guy. And the thing that was real hard is, you know, it's tax time. So I can't get in touch with anyone. So call the state. You know, I'm like, I'm going to just beg and like, see what I can do. Like, you know, I'm like, are they going to take my car? Like what's going So this is the thing, you know, I believe that spirit has a way of leveling you out. I cannot, I had to reframe the way I looked at all of this because it is scary. I owe other people money. I might have $40,000 in my bank account, but that's not going to be for me. Like, 3750 goes to the people that are working for me, right? Like it might look good. And then not knowing when they're going to take it and what's going to happen and not being able to get in touch with anyone. And my tax guy's telling me like, don't have a lot of money in your account. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like they're all like electronic banking. Like we're in, you know, a different year now. Like I can't just go to the teller and like take out, you know, money. And, and so, um, this is the thing I had to use every single part of my soul to follow what I tell other people. This is a blessing. You live your life in no regrets. I'm pretty damn resilient. I'll figure it out. Like I can eat ramen noodles, but I know my people can't, you know, like I can, you know, and knowing that the government doesn't want to put me out of business. It's probably unlikely. They want to put me out of business. They want me to hear it. I ignored it. And now I heard it. And now I'm working on it. And so for me, the ugly, um, it's really, really scary because it hit every single panic and trigger that I had for years. And, um, it's still not worked out. It will be, and it's, it's one of those where I learned from it, like, take care of your shit, Ooh, your stuff, take care of your stuff. Damn it. I thought I could get through without having an edit, um, take care of your stuff because if you ignore it and ignore it and think it's gone, it may come back to bite you. It may never, but why take that chance? Because I realize once I can get this piece taken care of, then I'm opening up the door to abundance right now. I can't go further than I am until I clean up my house. So that's, that's the ugly. Oh, I love that. I don't love that part of the, <laughs> yeah. the part. Yeah. But I love the part where it gives you freedom because when this is done, it's all done. And yeah. then you don't have anything hanging over your head. There's no more skeletons in the closet. You're not even that same person anymore. No. You, that is not who you are. That's not the work you do. That's not the lives you change and the impact you're making. 
And yet, you know, we we have to end that that part and close that door and make it right in order to move forward and be blessed in the next thing. And so, oh, it's ugly. I can uh, even imagine uh, how ugly that is. Oh, no, you can't. You're waking up like in the middle of the night, like, is there money? <laughs> and then the worst part was I was waiting for like a $20,000 check, which I have to pay out. And, uh-huh. and it was late. And then I was like, oh, good, it's late. And then it just slid right in. I'm like, oh, I woke up like the day they're supposed to like maybe do something. I'm like, how oh, much <laughs> Yeah, I could see you pulling up to the bank teller and being like, yeah, I- I'm going to need this. <laughs> I- I'm right? going to need that money <laughs> today, like right now. Yeah, that's that's hard stuff. But what a lesson. Yeah. And I would I can't wait to hear the end. Right. I can't wait to hear the end of the story of like how sure. you pulled it together and worked it out and mm-hmm. move forward because these are the they these are these are life changing moments that shift the direction forever and you'll never go back. So yeah. and you know and the important thing is that you have already like you said I already have all this other stuff like the recent stuff all under control and then here comes the skeleton. So I think that that's the message right is like clean that stuff up just like you said and get it right. And then you don't have anything hanging over you. Oh, the weight of that. I can't imagine. Well, I'm sending you all kinds of good energy, girl, like 40, like $40,000 worth, maybe a couple extra just for fun. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's a tough, tough situation. And especially, I mean, we don't talk enough about that as an entrepreneur. We're not just responsible for ourselves and our families. We, we have people that are counting on us that are doing work for us and we're responsible. That's what keeps us up at night, right? It's yeah. such a responsibility. Uh, there's so many gifts, but there's so much responsibility. And you just got that face, face forward, head on. Yeah, right. Yeah, head on collision of that, but it will make you better. I know it will. We are always better. You know, it doesn't feel like, when we're in the middle of it, we're not thinking, yes, I'm going to use this to help somebody someday. <laughs> but when we're on the other side of it, we're like, I look back and think, how can I help somebody with this someday? And yeah. And so that's where we're able to, you know, really look at the obstacles that we face that we have to overcome and know that they were meant, they're preparing us, right, for where we're going next. And you'll be better for it. So, oh, bless you, my friend. Bless you for sharing everything you shared today, but also also for being so authentic, you know, to share because, listen, that's what people want. They don't want that other version. They want the real deal. They have more respect for that. So thank you for being here. My goodness, to our listeners, can you even stand it right now? Oh, I know you've been like on all the twists and turns of all of the things here. Um, with many, many ideas and skills on how to turn it around, how to get, you know, yourself on the right track. And so all I have to say to our listeners is I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground, just get back up. Just You just have to get back up. Tell them, Barbara. Yep. Get up. Just put on your big girl pants and figure it out, move forward and live your life with no regrets. That's it, because you can do anything. I know it feels like you can't right now, but trust me when I tell you, you can do anything, but you've got to get back up. You can do it. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.